This is the Season Long Podcast in support of the YouTube channel Season Long Baller. Hope you're having a wonderful day, and let's jump right into it. It's the NBA Finals. We've got possibly the best matchup we could have gotten. The one seed from the West, the Memphis Grizzlies, against the one seed in the East, the Washington Wizards. And right now, the series stands at three games to one in favor of the Wizards, with Game 5 happening just a little bit later on today. But first... Let's talk about games three and four. Game three was won by the Wizards 71-68, and the Wizards had built a rather sizable lead going into the fourth quarter. However, the Grizzlies did manage to catch up, and then the game came down to a single play, which I have a feeling we'll be talking about just a little bit later on. But as for game three, the Wizards shot 45% from the field, while the Grizzlies shot a little bit better at 47% from the field. But one of the differences in the game, the Wizards shot 41% from three, going seven out of 17, while the Grizzlies shot only four out of 15 for a 27% clip from deep. And that again provides some of the difference in the game. Another big difference in the game, the Wizards were 12 out of 13 from the free throw line, while the Grizzlies only shot four free throws. And considering, again, this game is in Memphis, but the Grizzlies did hit all four of those free throws. But again, a big difference, 13 uh, uh, 13 free throws as opposed to four uh, free throws for the Wizards uh, higher, of course, that total higher than the Grizzlies. Now, uh, individually on the Wizards side of things, they were led by Jamon Summers with 25 points, going seven out of 13 from the field, seven out of seven from the free throw line. So uh, uh, Summers shot over half of the free throws from the Wizards and shot four out of six from deep his first game, or I should say our first game where we actually shot decent from deep and only had two turnovers to go along with five assists, 25 points to lead the Wizards. But the Wizards had two other players in double figures, Porzingis with 12 points, five out of 11 from the field and Will Barton, who was four out of five from the field. Now, as you know, our simulation, of course, has differences as we've mentioned a lot during the season than the real NBA season. And one of those differences is Will Barton, who was waived uh, during the season by the Wizards, uh, you know, released um, by the Wizards and was picked up uh, later on. But of course, not playing for the Wizards anymore. And of course, I have to mention Rui Hashimura, who was uh, traded in February to the Lakers by the Wizards and played a major role in the real Lakers uh, making a run to the Western Conference Finals. And of course, uh, is no longer on the Wizards and is in our simulation for the Wizards. Now, as you know, Jamon Summers is our NBA 2K23 player build, 6'5 point guard out of William & Mary. And that player build was created way back at the beginning of the season in October. Now, for the Grizzlies, John Morant had 24 points, 9 out of 20 from the field, 2 out of 5 from 3-point distance. However, the rest of the Grizzlies, no one else shot the ball double-digit times. Uh, Jackson Jr. and Conchar both shot the ball eight times, and both of them also had nine points. So they were the second-leading scorers for the Grizzlies, meaning the Grizzlies only had one player, Morant, in double digits with 24, and he shot the ball 20 times more than anyone else in the game, and that's saying something considering how much I like to shoot the ball. So that, again, illustrates a little bit of the differences in game three. Now, looking at game four, the Grizzlies finally break through and shoot 56% from the field. The Wizards shot uh, 53% from the field. However, the Grizzlies get the 
80 victory, leading the game for the most part, in control for the most part, uh, after halftime where they built a 17-point lead over the Wizards. And uh, the Wizards did make a run in the third quarter, outscoring the Grizzlies 31-22, but faltered down the stretch to get the lead any closer than six, and the Grizzlies managed to uh, pull away. The Wizards, like I said, shot 53% from the field. The Grizzlies shot 56% from the field. The Wizards were actually over 50% from deep, going 8 out of 14. But the Grizzlies shot probably their best game from deep, going 8 out of 19 from three-point distance for a 42% clip. Also, in this game, the Wizards shot 18 free throws, missing four of those for 78%. But the Grizzlies were right there, shooting 17 free throws themselves and an 88% clip. In some of the games, we've had a disparity in some of the free throw shooting, but not in this one, as the Wizards only shot one more free throw than the Grizzlies. Also, the Grizzlies had 12 offensive rebounds and dominated the glass overall, 33-22 to in favor of the Grizzlies in terms of the uh, rebounding, and again, had 12 offensive rebounds, and that's always significant when you're shooting a high percentage, and then when you miss shots, you get the rebound. That's going to make it hard or more difficult for you to lose. And again, the Grizzlies with a 93-80 to 80 victory. Now, for the Grizzlies, John Morant led the way with 22 points, only shot the ball 13 times. And again, a little bit more offensive balance from the Grizzlies. Morant was tied for the lead uh, team lead in scoring with 22. Brandon Clark also had 22. And that was followed up by Jaron Jackson Jr. with 12 and Zaire Williams also had 12. Morant shot the ball 13 times. Clark shot at 11. Jackson Jr. shot at 9. And Williams was 5 out of 5 from the field on his way to 12 points. So much better even scoring uh, from the Grizzlies. And even Xavier Tillman had 9 points on 4 out of 8 shooting. And that was a much better, much more balanced scoring than the Grizzlies got in any other game in the series up to this point. For the Wizards, they were led by Jamon Summers with 19 points, tied actually with Bradley Beal, who also had 19. Beal shooting a little bit more efficiently, going 6 out of 10, while Summers was 6 out of 13. Summers had another strong game from 3, going 3 out of 4 from deep. Uh, The one miss was a block late in the game by Jarrett Jackson Jr. And Williams, um, I'm sorry, Summers was 4 out of 4 from the free throw line, and Beal was 5 out of 5 from the free throw line. A matter of fact, those four misses that I mentioned that the Wizards had in this game from the free throw line were all from Denny Alvia. He was one out of five from the, from the free th- from the charity stripe and only two out of three from the field to finish with six points. That is a look at games three and four. We'll talk about game five in just a moment. But first, let's look at the Jamont Summers play of the week. And now with 33.3 to go, it is a tie game at 66. Oh, man. All right. Let's go again. We'll go screen and roll with Porzingis, but we will take our time before we set this up. Shot clock running down. Under 15 to go now. Porzingis will have a little bit of a ways to come. Summers comes downhill. And lays it up and gets the foul. Summers with the opportunity for the three-point play. Adams was a little slow coming over. I was looking to see if I was going to be able to get a pass into Porzingis. 15.9 to go. Summers has an opportunity for a three-point play to push this lead up to three. Let's see. Yes, Summers has been clutch. 
in a lot of cases, not all of them, <laughs> but in a lot of cases, Summers has been clutch on free throws. Summers' three-point play gives the Wizards a three-point lead with 15.9 to go here in the fourth quarter. All right, no surprises there, I'm sure you, I'm sure you know. The game was tied at 66 when Summers ran pick and roll with Christoph Porzingis. And uh, on his drive to the basket was fouled by Stephen Adams, a Memphis Grizzlies center, uh, Stephen Adams. And that resulted in a three-point play opportunity. Summers hit the free throw. Uh, by the way, we were the leading free throw. Uh, we did lead the league in free throw shooting percentage uh, during the regular season. Summers completed the three-point play, gave the Wizards a 69-66 lead uh, with under 30 seconds to go in the game. A lead, of course, that the Wizards never did relinquish. And that could end up being the key point in the series because with that victory, that gave the Wizards a 3-0 series lead. And of course, the Grizzlies did win game four. And now, talking about game five, the Wizards go back to Washington with the 3-1 series lead. And we'll have to see if Memphis can get back in the series. If Memphis is going to get back in the series, they would probably need that balanced scoring that they got in game four, being rugged on the glass again, even though. Christoph Porzingis has been the leading playoff rebounder. That has not stopped the Grizzlies from consistently out-rebounding the Wizards during this NBA Finals. So looking at Game 5, that game will be happening just a little bit later on today in Washington, and we will see if the Grizzlies can extend this series another game. Well, obviously, I'm hoping to to see you for that Game 5 a little bit later on. And I hope that you have had a wonderful time listening here to the uh, season-long podcast. And when the season ends, which we don't know (laughs) when it ends, uh, we still have possibly three more games left in the NBA Finals. We'll see if the Grizzlies can make one of those uh, epic comebacks that they always talk about when a team in the NBA falls behind in the series uh, 3-0. But uh, for the offseason for the channel Season Long Baller, we will in June continue to do uh, the season-long podcast throughout the rest of throughout the rest of the month, every week, of course, on Mondays. July, we will take the entire month of July off. I mean, Jamon Summers needs a rest, as as you've seen during our slides, uh, during our halftime presentations during the finals. And then we'll talk again in August, probably every couple weeks in August, as we ramp up for the 24 season. We'll talk about the draft. We'll talk about NBA 2K24. As that comes out and as that released, uh, probably will be released in September, most likely. And of course, the new NBA season will start in 20 and will start most likely late October again. And we will do just like we did this season. There are going to be some elements we'll be talking about as we go along. But again, the basic premise, we will be mirroring the real NBA season through our player build, NBA 2K23 player build. And next year will be NBA K NBA 2K24 player build. Jamon Summers. Well, that's going to do it for yours truly, Season Long Baller. Hope to see you a little bit later on for Game 5. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace.